0: Welcome to the Christian Faith Fellowship Church podcast. We are a church that believes in praying, going, and life-changing discipleship in Jesus. We are so glad you joined in for this message. If you enjoy what you hear, follow us to stay connected with our future updates and podcasts. This is part four of Red Thread. Grab a Bible and a notebook and get ready to learn. Here we go. God is good. You got your Bibles? All right, man, we're going to get into Leviticus today, amen. (laughs) Remember, again, we did start our prayer meeting up after second service. You like to go get some lunch and stuff and come back about 1230, unless I get real long-winded. It's right around 1230, 1240, and we meet up front here. Last week, we had about 30 people that joined us, and we prayed for about 30, 40 minutes together and boy it was good to hear people praying together i've kind of missed that amen amen there's something about you know i pray by myself but there's something about united prayer it's powerful amen all right let's open in a word of prayer father again we bless you and thank you for this new day this is the day the lord has made we will rejoice and be very 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 glad in it i thank you for your word today that your word does not return void but it accomplishes that which it's sent forth to do. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Would you turn with me to Leviticus chapter 1? So, church family, we are finding Jesus throughout the Bible, and since the whole Bible is about Jesus, it's easy to find him, amen? everything is about jesus christ throughout all eternity we are going to be celebrating what our savior did amen <clears throat> we're going off the story in, on the road of emmaus where the two disciples were walking and jesus appeared to them, but didn't tell them who he was and then it says in luke 24 27 and beginning beginning at moses in all the prophets He expounded to them in all the scripture the things concerning himself. And that's exactly what we're doing here. We're looking at Moses, the prophets, and we're looking at Jesus. Amen? You're going to know Jesus throughout the Bible as we continue on. So the first week, which, well, the first week we did the introduction. So the second week we looked at Jesus in Genesis where we saw he was the Lamb of God, amen? He was the provision, the provisional ram that was given to Abraham to sacrifice in the place of Isaac so that God now would sacrifice his son on the cross for you and me. Say amen. Thank you, Lord. Then the next one, he is known... As John the Baptist said, as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, that's found in John 1.29. Then in Exodus, we saw that he is our pass over lamb. Say, death is passed over me. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. The second you're born again, you receive eternal life. You live forever. Yeah. Amen. I don't care how you die, you live forever. And we thank the Lord that because of the Passover lamb, the blood was shed for the forgiveness of sin because of our Lord Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross. We don't have forgiveness of sin. We have what's called remission of sin. Our sins are totally washed away. They're never to be seen again. And you'll see this as we get into Leviticus that in the Old Testament, it was covered. In the New Testament, it's washed away away amen this week again we're going to find jesus in the book of leviticus everybody in leviticus chapter 1 verse 9 yeah. come on well i guess i only said leviticus chapter 1 all right one dime smells they're everywhere some are so pleasant right i love right around the you know early uh june when the honeysuckles start popping and you go for a walk and you just smell them some don't smell too good I get an amen. amen. Mm-mm. Ever go in a guy's locker room after a game? <laughs> no. Yeah, ladies, you shouldn't. I don't care what the laws, you shouldn't. That's right. <laughs> some can bring back some good memories, right? And some, not so good memories. Some smells have a message all their own. Freshly cut grass, suntan lotion, barbecues, You start thinking about summertime, evergreen trees, baked cookies, and different smells of a big dinner starts reminding you of Christmas. I can still remember as a kid, my mom would buy, mom and dad would buy a can of Maxwell House coffee, and they would put that opener on and you hear, everybody ready? Ready? Come on, you can do better than that. Some of you are deprived nowadays with all these little K cups and stuff. But they it would go, t- and then that smell of the fresh aroma of coffee was so amazing. Still, as I love the smell of coffee, I can't stand drinking coffee. <laughs> I haven't drank a cup of coffee since I was about nine years old. Love my Tito. Amen. So. Why am I going to bring out about all these smells as we're looking at Jesus in each book of the Bible and now studying the book of Leviticus? The Old Testament is known for its very bloody sacrifices. These sacrifices, again, were for the covering of sin for the people. Can I get an amen? All right, Leviticus 1.9, ready? But he shall wash its entrails and its legs with water, watch, And the priest shall burn all on the altar as a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire. Come on, say the next part. A sweet aroma to the Lord. A sweet aroma to the Lord. You know, I have to say, Leviticus is not one of my favorite books. Anybody else? If someone is going to try to read through the Bible and they're going to have a hiccup, it's going to be Leviticus or Numbers, amen? Those books are going to kind of get you, and that's the next two we're going to be looking at. It's one of those Old Testament books that you kind of do your speed reading through, amen? Come on, we're all human here, amen? It can be very repetitious. It can be dull. It has tons of detail, all that involves the sacrificial system of burnt offering in Jewish worship. Yet rising from these pages is the sweet-smelling aroma of Jesus Christ himself. Leviticus gives us the most vivid foreshadowing of Christ's work of atonement and to understand Christ's own sacrifice for you and for me. Now catch this next statement. It's so important. Think about it. All the thousands and literally tens and tens of thousands of animal sacrifices in the Old Testament never took away one single sin never took away even one sin. It just covered them. Would you turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10? Hebrews chapter 10. The book of Hebrews and the book of Leviticus go hand in hand, hand in hand. Many people believe it was Paul that wrote the book of Hebrews. That's who I believe it was. Won't get you to heaven or not, amen? Amen. It's the blood of Jesus that will get us to heaven. Hebrews 10.1. Ready? For the law having a shadow. Here we are with the shadow. Types and shadows. Of the good things to come. And not the very image of the thing. Watch now. Can never with the same sacrifice which they offer continually year by year. Make those who approach it perfect. Or perfect. We'll use the word sinless there. For then would they not have ceased to be offered. In other words, they'd still be going today. For the worshiper, watch this now, the worshiper, the one that's bringing the sacrifice, once purified or once sin has been taken away, would have had no consciousness of sin, would never even think of it. But in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sin every year. You're a sinner and you need to get that lamb and you need to bring that blood to get forgiveness of sin. Are you with me, right? Now watch, verse 4. For it is not, underline those three words there, it is not, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats can take away sin it's important guys i'm going to show you this in a little while why, why that statement is so important all the sacrifices of the old testament only served simply to cover sin until christ came it made a way that old testament jewish people could still worship a holy god are you with me today guys It made a covering so that God would see the blood and he would see what's coming in the future. And so there could be some form of fellowship with humanity. All right? For it is not possible for this sin, possible that the blood of of bulls and goats take away sin. So all the sacrifice in the Old Testament only served to simply cover sin until Christ came, who is now the perfect sacrifice. That's why it's for God so loved the world. That's why there's salvation in no other. He is the perfect sacrifice to take away all the sins of the world. Again, remember John's statement. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Sin will not prevent you from going to heaven rejecting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior will. I'm not sinless. I just hope, as I put out on Facebook today, I'm sinning less. Are you with me, guys? I'm not sinless, but I'm hoping I'm sinning less. Let's continue on. Verse 5. Therefore, when he came into the world, talking about Jesus, he said, watch what he says, sacrifices and offerings you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. I mean, this body was handled. This body was inspected. This body was looked at. He was alive for 33 years. The shepherds looked at him. The wise men looked at him. Herod looked at him. Uh, Pontius Pilate looked at him. The the high priest and all the other priests, they inspected this body, and they could find no fault in him. Right? Keep, Keep going. But a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have had no pleasure. Then I said, behold, I have come. How did he come? Watch. Remember the statement, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, uh, John 1.14? Look what he says. Behold, I have come. In the volumes of the book, it is written of me. What's he saying? Exactly what we're teaching. I came by the law and the prophet. I came by every word of that Old Testament that spoke of me. And I'm only giving you one from each book of the Bible. We could have went over so many different things. How about Joseph in the book of Genesis who was betrayed by his own brothers and Jesus Christ was betrayed by the nation of Israel. You can just look at every aspect and see Jesus everywhere because he is the word of God. Oh, amen. In the volumes of the book, it is written of me to do your will, O God. What is the greatest thing we can do in life? Do the will of God. Do whatever God asks you to do. It doesn't cost to serve God. It pays to serve God. Previously saying, sacrifices, verse 8, an offering, burnt offering, and offering from sin, you did not desire, nor had you pleasure in them. God had no pleasure in the sacrifice of all those animals in the Old Testament, which are offered according to law. Then he said, Behold, I come to do your will, O God. Watch now. He takes away the first, that he may establish the what? The second. We got the old, the first, and now we got the new, the second, the New Testament. Verse 10. By that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ, say the next three words, once for all. Say it again. Once for all. Old Testament, bring your sacrifices every year, and still, all it does is just cover your sin. The blood of Jesus Christ, one time, takes care of every sin in the entire human race, if they'll accept it, if we'll accept it. Amen? Watch how the New Living Translation says it, Hebrews 10.10. For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all times. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, God sees you holy. God sees you acceptable. God sees you blameless. God sees you perfect in him. There's that in him reality again. New creation reality. It's not about me. I'm trying to sin less, but that's still secondary. I had to get rid of the entire sin nature, and that was through Jesus Christ. Amen? All right, pick up at verse 11. We're going back to the New King James. And every priest, oh, and remember the word holy, because some people think this word holy is just pot. The word holy means separated unto God. We've been separated unto God. That's how he sees us. I guarantee you, I'm going to prophesy right now. I'm not a prophet, but I'm going to prophesy. You ready? You will mess up again. How can you say that? Because we all do. So what do I need to do? Go get another animal sacrifice? No. We're under the blood of Jesus. Now, if you know when you sin, confess that sin to the Lord. But there are sins that we commit that we don't even know. And John still says, 1 John uh, chapter 1, still says the blood of Jesus cleanses us of all those sins. Why? Because we've been completely redeemed, completely washed by the blood of the Lamb. Verse 11. And every priest standing stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly. Can you imagine how bloody of a place the temple must have been? Picture this. Now, I guarantee you, It smelled like a good barbecue when you came by. Because they're they're cooking the lambs and the goats and the bulls. So there's some steaks being cooked out there. But the blood, it just had to be... the, The priests were like butchers. Right? All right, follow along. Which can never take away sin, even though they're doing this over and over. Look at the next three words. Say it with me, ready? But this man... Come on, say it with me. But this man, notice the word M there and man is in capital talking about Jesus. After he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, he sat down at the right hand of God from that time, waiting till his enemies are made a footstool. Catch verse fourteen, ready? For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Who's he talking about? You and me. He has sanctified, he has purified, he has made us perfect forever. Wow. What what statements we're reading here in Hebrews? His body was given for our sins. Now, I want to read verse 14 on a little bit i'm gonna read it from the nlt so if they get that up on the screen let me read 14 again for by one offering he forever made perfect those who are being made holy but the holy spirit also witnessed is witness to us for after he had said watch before this is the covenant i will make with them in those days says the lord I will put my laws in their heart. Not chiseled on a rock anymore. In our hearts and in our minds. Come on, guys. Tell me here. You you, you don't need the Ten Commandments in front of you. When you're born again, you know inside you when you messed up. Anybody here? All right. Verse 17. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. All right? So we're not going to get up to heaven. There's going to be a big video screen and we're going to watch a movie called This Is Your Life. That track is incorrect according to the word of God. Amen. Now watch verse 18. Powerful verse. Ready? Now, where there is remission of these, of what? Sin remission means covering over i always use this example because it's so clear amen the old days we used to have a typewriter when you made a mistake you covered it with uh white out remember whiteout? and no matter what you did you could always see that white out on there but remission that, that's atonement covering remission is the blood of jesus and it's like the delete button you ever delete something You retype in that same spot. You print it out. You never saw the old. Now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. That's important. Hold on to that. There's no longer an offering for sin. You don't need to come into church and say, I'm going to give God this. I'm going to give God this, and then he'll forgive me. No, he's not. Either you're forgiven or you're not. Now, we bring offerings to church, we come to church, we do good works. Those are all for the Bema seat, the judgment seat of Christ, the reward seat. But our salvation is all because of one person, Jesus Christ. All right? Don't, don't try to earn your salvation. You can work towards good works. We should all be doing that. You guys shared with Pam today. When her, when her boyfriend was making a cup of coffee there, the Bible says, if you give a cup of water to a person, you're going to receive a reward. Oh. Jesus came fully to do the Father's will, and that was to give his life for us so that he could dwell in us. Think of it. Think of this. For centuries upon centuries, the Jewish people traveled the known world, and they made their annual pil- pilgrimage to Jerusalem to offer their sacrifices on the altar of the temple, that's where you get into the, the, the money changers and all that was going on there. They would try to rip the people off as they were trying to buy sacrifices because it was like us. You know, we, when you travel, sometimes you buy stuff when you get there, all right? You can't bring a big bottle of shampoo shampoo, shampoo on the plane anymore, stuff like that, the same way there. They would come in, and then the money changers would try to rip them off, so Jesus flipped them tables. Amen. I've had people say to me, you can't have a bookstore in, in the church because that, well, first of all, it's outside of the sanctuary. And second of all, that isn't what Jesus is talking about. Amen. Keep going on. Now watch. To sacrifice at the temple. But the reason this ritual has now passed for the past 2,000 years is no secret. There has not been a Jewish animal sacrifice on Mount Moriah in Jerusalem in all this time because 2,000 years ago, all the prophecies of those sacrifices were fulfilled in Jesus Christ. He became the final and complete sacrifice for the sins of the world. Now, catch this from me. It's so important. In fact, I want you to see it. Matthew 27:50. Because I want to show you a couple pictures. When you're looking up on the screen here, this is the veil of the temple. Now watch what happened here. When the veil of the temple was ripped, the presence of Almighty God left that place. Left that place. And then on the day of Pentecost, it came inside believers. The presence of God that you see behind that veil there, that light, only came upon Old Testament saints, never within them. Now, watch what it says. So, keep that slide up, please. Matthew 27, verse 50. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice. He yielded up his spirit. Then, behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, not from bottom to top, and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. So, you see it. It's from the top to the bottom. Now I want you to see this next slide. Go ahead and put the next slide of the temple. The veil of the temple separated the holies of holies. You can see it right there. That no one could enter there but the high priest but once a year. Leave that slide up a moment. Now, you remember Aaron's two kids? They goofed around here and both of them died like that. So I did a little studying on this veil. Listen to this. The veil and the separation, this veil that you see there going into the holy court where you see the the mercy seat there and, and the couple other things that are in there. God put the temple, the temple curtain there, not only because his presence dwelt there, but for the safety of his people, for no one could enter the holies of holies and live. Only the high priest was allowed in there. Remember, Jesus went to the holies of holies, not made with man's hands. Boy, I'm giving you a lot today. Are you grabbing this today, church? Only the high priest could go and do this and only once a year. Now watch this. But they would tie a rope around his waist. In the event he did something wrong, and if he died as a result, they could drag him out. They couldn't go in to get him. You got me, church family. They would drag them out from behind the curtain since they couldn't get in there or they would perish. The veil represents the separation of a holy God and sinful man because our sins, according to Isaiah 59, 2, has separated us from a holy God. Amen. Now, listen, listen to this part. The size and thickness of the curtain assured that no one could accidentally fall into the holies of holies. If two kids were goofing around, I doubt they were goofing around right here. And one happened to push the other one in. It couldn't happen. Why? Watch this. The holies of holies, this veil, was 60 feet high, 30 feet wide, and about one inch of material. It was so massive and heavy that it would take approximately 300 priests to move this thing into position. Amazing. So that there was no way that someone could trip and stumble by mistake into the holies of holies and die as a result. And you know what's interesting? and this is how I know we're in the last of the last days, they are starting to practice this again. They are getting ready to build the third temple. They have all the pieces, and even they believe and they have the red heifer now that took them since 1948 to try and get. Now watch this. Here they are doing a reenactment of the temple. I'd like you to put the slides up, slide number A, B, and C here. This was a reenactment just a few years ago on a makeshift temple that they built, because they won't allow them up where the Muslim temple is up on the top on the side, so it's off to the side. Activists who hope to see the temple rebuilt on, on Jerusalem's Temple Mount unveiled a new altar They said it's intended to take the place on the mount to be used for sacrifice. Here is the the washing, the basin where they would wash, and there's the lamb. They actually took that lamb, put a fire, and put the lamb on top. But yet, didn't we just read that God takes no delight in burnt offerings? Put slide number three up. He takes no delight in the sacrifices of animals anymore. He only takes delight in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. They say that they can build this temple the way they have it set up in approximately 90 days. And if you study the Bible and you study end times, the Antichrist is going to enter that temple and he is going to proclaim himself God and the Jews at that moment will know that they worship that Jesus Christ was the one. I believe it's Zechariah where it says they will look upon him whose hands they pierce and they'll say he's our friend. Gives me goosebumps thinking about it. It is going to be an amazing and amazing thing. Church family, we are seeing all kinds of types and shadows of the tribulation period. Even this vaccine that's going on right now. And don't, you know, people write me, you take it or not, that's my own business, that's your own business, amen? But now they want to give, in some countries, Israel has already done it, that you will not be allowed to go to certain places unless you have that vaccine. All types and shadows, getting the world prepped for the return of the Antichrist, the return of this one world system. Let me just say this. Here's where a lot of people get confused with this. People say, well, you know, if I just take the mark, am I lost forever? You will understand what that mark means before a person takes it. Amen? It's not going to be like, oh, take this mark. Ah, you're going to hell now. But we're not going to see that part. We're going to be gone before, church family. Because that's what starts the tribulation, is he that, he that restrained it is taken out of the way. Who's that? You, me, with the Holy Spirit that lives in us. All right, let's go to the New Testament. You guys ready? You can go ahead and take that slide off. So that's the Old Testament. Now let's go. Paul said of Jesus that he loved us. He gave himself for us, a sweet offering and a sacrifice to God, a sweet smelling aroma. Look at that real quick. Uh, Ephesians 5.2. Ephesians five, two. Don't you love the word of God? Oh, man. I hope I can put it on a platter for you that that's easy to, easy to chew. Man, I listen to some people and I go, who are they talking to? Somebody in, in college or university? Man, make it simple. The word of God is simple. Amen. Look what it says here. Ephesians five, two and walk in love as Christ also has loved us. Now watch. And given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God, say the next few words with me, for a sweet smelling aroma. Today, we who have placed our trust in Christ and know the forgiveness of sin are the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved. We are the aroma of life leading others to a life in Christ. Amen? Now look at this scripture. It'll be up on the screen. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. This is an interesting scripture. But thank God he has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now he uses us, everybody say me, to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. But this, watch now, this is mind-boggling. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. There's good smells, and there's not so good smells. And those that are not being saved, they don't like us. (laughs) Look at the next part. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. And who is adequate for such a task, and who is adequate for such a task as this? I read in today's Word for You, today, devotion. It was a very interesting story. If you didn't read it yet, check it out. And he brought out that the boy, this guy came up to him and said, so what, what are you going to do in life? And he you know, and it, it said it would just shake everybody. When he came out with this question, he says, I'm going to get to heaven, and I'm going to take as many people with me as I can. I said, wow, I wrote that down as a mission statement. I put it in my Evernote. I said, wow, that should be our purpose. I'm going to do everything I can to get to heaven. Well, that's through the blood of Jesus. But I'm going to take as many people with me as I can. Oh, man, think of it. You are a sweet-smelling aroma to God as you are sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with other people. Amen? Look at how God is even sees our prayers. Ready for this? Revelation chapter 5, verse 8. Revelation 5, 8. mm mm -mm. Revelation 5, 8. Now when he had taken the scroll... I love that picture. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, man, the smoke rising up. Just leave that picture up for a little bit. Now when he had taken the scroll... The four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp, a golden bow, full of incense, say with me, which are the prayers of the saints. You know what, church family, there's times we don't see prayers answered like that. Sometimes prayers are, micro you know, microwave, they happen quick. Other times they're in that, what do they call that, pot that. Crock-Pot, they're, they're slow, amen? Things are happening. And here, you know, we, we all like McDonald's faith, amen? Man, give me a, what is it, Big Mac or whatever it is at McDonald's, and you want it in 30 seconds. Christianity isn't that way. I, I, now, I could have stopped there, but I just want to read these next few verses. And they sang a new song saying, would you say it with me? Because it's a song that they're singing up in heaven. Matt, this is a song they're singing up in heaven. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seal, for you were slain, and you have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, every person has a chance. And you have made us, made us, made us. Look what he has made us, kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign in heaven. No, it's not what it says no you like the mountains you're going to be enjoying them for eternity you like the oceans the streams the forests whatever homes look what he says and we shall reign on the earth but there ain't gonna be no mosquitoes brothers and sisters i'll tell you that right now or maybe they'll be pretty or something i don't know what happened to them things now we know it's the curse amen Look what he says, made us kings and priests to God, and we shall reign on the earth with him. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne. Oh, man, the living creatures, the elders, the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 thousand. In other words, it was innumerable saying with a loud voice. "Must say verse 12 worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is watch this, this is so cool which is in heaven all the angels and uh heavenly beings and people that have gone before us those that are on earth those under the earth and even those in the sea well maybe aquaman is real Just kidding, just kidding. Even all of creation, all of animals, amen, the fish of the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, ready, say what? blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, amen, and the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever in heaven. Gives us a little glimpse of how we're gonna rule and reign with christ revelation chapter 8 we're almost done let me let me finish this up revelation 8 3 revelation 8 3 everybody there then another angel having a golden census came and stood at the altar he was given much census that he should offer it with the Prayers of all the saints unto the golden altar which was before the throne. I'll tell you that was one of my favorite parts when I was a little altar boy in the Catholic Church, when that priest would burn, he put them, I don't know, coals or whatever. And that place I was hoping to get really smoky, amen. I mean, and look what it says here. Our Jesus, the smoke just rises up. Verse 4, and the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints. Ascend it before God from the angel's hands. Church family, our lives, our prayer life, our life are so, such a sweet smell to God. He doesn't want dead sacrifices anymore. He wants us alive and in love with him. Let me prove it to you, last verse, Romans 12. Romans 12, look what it says. And I beseech you. The word beseech means I beg of you, brethren. Oh, man, do this. Make it happen. I beg of you. Present, brethren, by the mercies of God. Present your bodies, these temples, what? A living sacrifice. God don't want no dead meat. No meat? God don't want no dead meat. Look what he says. Living sacrifice. How? Holy, acceptable to God, which is the least we should do. We shouldn't be jumping into bed with whoever we want. The bed is made for marriage. Amen? Amen? We should watch what comes out of our mouth, things that are, you know, that are right, that make us a living sacrifice. Because then he says in verse 2, Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of our minds that we may prove what is that good acceptable perfect will of god wow god has a good will for us yeah he's got an acceptable will for us yeah but he's also got a perfect will for us and it's our goal to aim towards that amen jesus is our sacrifice he is our sweet smelling aroma to god for us and now We are with our lives as a sweet smell back to God. Church family, that's our Jesus in the book of Leviticus. He is a sweet smell. We worship you, Lord. Come on, go ahead and put your books down, your phones down. We worship you, and we just thank you. Right now, we send up incense. Would you put that picture up there for a moment of Jesus on the throne? Thank you. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Now, we don't worship pictures and things like that, but pictures give us, you know, the, the thoughts and the imagination to be used. We worship you, Lord. To him who sits on the throne and unto the land be blessing and glory and honor forever and ever. You know what my prayer is? Even this morning, I was just crying in prayer. I just want to love him. And I got a problem. You know what my problem is, church family? Me. My flesh. My mind, it wanders. My flesh gets lazy. I just want to love him. I am so looking forward to taking off this flesh. And it's spirit to spirit and then that glorified body. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You want to serve God so bad, it almost brings condemnation and guilt and all that. And I know we're not supposed to walk in any of that, but we love the Father so much. We love the Son and the Holy Spirit. And this flesh is so weak at times. It's so in the way. It's like trying to go to bed at night with your suit on instead of pajamas it just doesn't feel comfortable doesn't feel right and this flesh just it's not a heavenly suit it's an earthly suit and soon we'll give it up for the heavenly church family I just pray that you fall in love with Jesus that's all I want to be as a pastor is a person that makes people fall in love with Jesus whatever passion I have, I can pour it out to you. That when you go home, you think about Jesus. When you drive, you think about Jesus. Oh, you're such a fanatic, Pastor. Oh, you have no idea, no idea. I love him so dearly. He changed my life from the age of 17. It's never been the same. This morning, if you're here, you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior. You know about a Jesus, you know about someone you're supposed to kneel to or do this to. It's not someone I'm supposed to kneel to. It's someone I want to kneel to. Someone that I just adore. If you don't know him yet, I want to ask you to pray a prayer with me. I wish we had hours that I could just pour my heart out to you, but we don't. But accepting him as your Lord and Savior gets you to heaven. Gets you to heaven. If you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, to be your Lord, to be your Savior, then would you please pray this prayer with me, and we'll all pray it together. Pray it because you mean it. Say this with me. My dear God in heaven, I believe that Jesus Christ, he is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins by your great sacrifice. Lord, you smell so good. Amen. No one looking around. Christians praying softly. If you're here today, and you have never prayed that prayer before and you did it today, I want to say congratulations. What i like to do is give you a free gift before you leave. There's no charge for it whatsoever. It's our free gift to you. I won't have you stand. I won't have you come to the front, but one of our altar workers will bring you this gift and let you take it home to get to know him him a little better. So if you're here today and you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you have, but you're not living for him, you would like to rededicate your life or maybe you're not sure yet but you would still like this package and with no one looking around between you, almighty God myself, one of our altar workers just slip your hand up let me see it and then put it right back down and we'll make sure someone comes to you gives you this gift make sure I see it make sure I see it just put your hand up high make sure I see it and we'll get somebody to bring you this gift oh Lord You know, church is the place where we grow up so that we can give out, amen? Make it the great thing in your life to get to heaven, which you do through Jesus Christ, and take as many people as you can, which you let others know about Jesus, amen? You got our Easter times, our Good Friday, start getting the word out there. Let people know so that they can come to church that will be more spread out. And if we're way overpacked, we do have video screens in different parts of the building amen let me bless you as you go today church family again we're going to have prayer here at 12 30 6 30 every morning i put communion out this morning too so if you miss communion you can go ahead and join that's on facebook live right now i'm working on getting it on some different platforms also father i thank you so much for this day oh your presence is so rich in here lord in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I thank you that as we go today, I pray that we see in Jesus just a little bit better. We understand them just a little bit more. Thank you for this. Thank you for your people today. Thank you for blessing them. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his confidence upon you and give you his shalom. Church family, let's declare it. I thank you, Father, that you have made us the head and not beneath, but only and not beneath in all our ways and endeavors that we are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, that we are blessed to be a blessing. Go be a blessing. God bless you. See some of you later at 1230. God bless